All right, hour three. Let's go. It's a plank show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer at Josh on Ref. I'm Chris Plank at Plank Show. Follow us on Twitter, please. Um, Big announcement. We're hitting the road a week. Well, I guess it's less than a week. It's Wednesday already. Monday, March 13th, after the selection show on Sunday night. Am I getting all this right? Sunday afternoon. Josh and I will be out at Buffalo Wild Wings with you guys for our 64-team giveaway, 64, 68. Do we do all 68? I think we just combine oh, yeah. them. Oh, do we? Okay. Man, that's got to suck. I mean, the play-in stuff, I think, get combined into one. Ah, but. okay. Fair enough, then. But we'll be out there hanging out with you guys, so come see us. We're giving opportunities for everybody, and I do mean everybody, to get a chance to get a team, even, Josh, even if you're not in the OKC, Tulsa, Norman, Moore area. Everybody's got a chance? Everybody, Everybody? Everybody? Um, Man, those guys are so cool. I had a laugh at this. Did you see the 405 text? Uh, I'm sure I did. About the depressing commercials? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you listen to us on 94.7, like literally in, in what they have for their affiliate fill spots. Yeah, that's not. Holy smokes, man. And we don't have, we, we are not sovereign yeah. of that content. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. No, no, no. Our commercials are all me, Toby, and TJ. So that's what you get here. <laughs> Sprinkling of Parker and Josh. Yeah, and a little Josh and Parker in there too. Yeah, we're not the dad. Where's mommy? Like some of these, some of these PSAs that they run on the rep, on the ninety four seven station. I'm like, dude, what iHeart? What's going on over there? Are you guys okay? And somebody was asking about Connie Carson. Connie Carson doesn't work for us, but she's part of the family. And I don't think she's in OKC, so Santa John, I, I, I think, I, I love iHeart. I spent my career, I get a check from iHeart because I do Fox Sports Radio. I just don't know how many bodies they have around there right yeah, now. Yeah, that that so. is the challenge. And really, uh, love you guys. You know, when I'm every once in a while, I'll be in the city listening on ninety four seven. I don't know, and. and Look, there's a difference of opinion by some out there. I kind of dig the the traffic reports, sort of nice. Uh, here is here's a, a text that started with capital stop, stop, which of course is obnoxious. Oh, so obnoxious! Stop with the North Norman basketball arena nonsense. No one cares about your access to I-35. The new arena belongs on OU's campus. Um. Okay. I don't I don't remember us talking about that too in depth outside of I went into a deal yesterday morning after you left. Right. That turned into I guess me lecturing a little bit. Oh, that's okay. I, I I'm think always uh, for lecture. I get one every single night. I, I hope Oklahoma makes its decision quickly on are we going to totally gut and refurbish and renovate the LNC or is the new direction an arena somewhere? And ultimately a couple of the texters that chimed in and said you know, why are you lecturing us? We're not the <laughs> ones making this decision. They're right, right? Outside uh-huh. of just, you know, voting yes or no on an on an arena project, the taxpayers and the voters of the city of Norman aren't necessarily the decision makers in this process. So Oklahoma needs to decide, okay, like Joe Castiglione's talking about, hey, we'll have an idea this summer. Well, let's let's get that decision made. <laughs> let's go. 
<laughs> Let's get that thing rolling. I, uh, you know, I, I need to educate myself more on one thing. <laughs> let me let me back up. I need to educate myself more on a lot of things. But this this history between the city of Norman and the University of Oklahoma is one that I'll never understand why there's presumed issues. Every time I bring it up, I'll hear from two or three lifers that are like, well, this is Norman doesn't care for the OU people and the OU people don't care for Norman. I'm like, yeah. how is that possible? I mean, it's supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. Right. It, these are two entities that like they should get along beautifully because one gives Norman more talk and business business than anything could ever possibly do in the history of ever. And the other side is, I, I mean, I would imagine pretty staunch in that it's really nice whenever it's a summer and you kids aren't speeding through our streets, but I've never really understood, like, how could there be a disconnect? What, what are we doing here? Yeah, how would you like those couple of months to be your 12 months right I mean you might change your tune pretty I quick I, I just that I, I like I said I I'm sure that there's somebody screaming at their radio that's in Norman life for this well it's because oh you takes it man okay great I, well whatever whatever I, but like rabble, I said rabble rabble I, I want to be mad it's like the, the dude that literally we just read his text it's like you you came in here with a reason to like want to throw hands stop with your access off I-35 kind of important yeah well if <laughs> and if you important. want to and really, it's I'm not against the whole renovation of the LNC. I, I would love it. I've this this was one of the charges I had yesterday morning too. Go ahead, I'm listening. That plank. I'm 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 down. Teach me. All about a new arena, right? University right. North Park project, whatever. You know, just about any idea for either renovations to the LNC or a new arena. I'm here for it. Right. Let's have a discussion. Some sort of upgrade needs to happen. But the one option that I don't know that we've even really talked enough about is, well, what about the Lloyd Noble Center? Is it that bad to where the $9.5 million that they put in for the team center, if you totally gutted it out and uh-huh. just reworked the whole thing, it could work there. That is sure. an option that we haven't, I don't know, explored enough, I guess. No. And maybe it's coming. Maybe it's not. Um, but something is at least in the works. I don't think anyone's looking at it and – Hardbird Richard. I don't think uh I don't think you really truly can grasp just how <laughs> how much everyone is is I feel like on the same page of realizing something needs to be done. By the way, the, the first the first two texts that came. Uh Norman wouldn't be S without OU. <laughs> and then the next one from Yardbird Richard. Plank, don't underestimate the number of people living in Norman who hate OU. Just, I, if if you live in a place where like kids are walking through your yard and trampling down your grass, I kind of get it. But I mean, I I like you know having property value that seems to be pretty pretty solid. Now, your boy did move out of Norman first chance he got. But in that same vein, I'm I'm very sympathetic and understanding to all of the needs. I just I mean, it would be like me in a lot of ways wanting to be mad at I don't know Riverwind. <laughs> oh, 
Riverwind Casino. Because it's just it's Matt, and it's a great part of our community. I know some people can have how they feel about casinos, but it brings revenue into sure. my community. Norman, oh, he doesn't say. Um, and I can just tell you this. Can I, can, can, go ahead. Well, we you know we had to step out earlier this week for the Norman Public right. School Foundation. Yeah, you know some of these people, some of that money it comes back to the community for the schools and and. It, it, all yeah. of it, all of it's connected, and it's all important for the community. Uh, t- two things, <laughs> two things. Number one, I, I probably should not have the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line up right now because you guys are, are cracking me up. Uh, in fact, and by the way, Kendall, I, I, I could not disagree with you more. He writes: the LNC is so boring on the outside; it needs to be nice and shiny inside and outside. I couldn't care less what it looks like on the outside. Don't care. No no care. Have you seen the Moody Center on the outside? Meh. Don't care. Have you seen the Rangers baseball stadium on the outside? Looks like a damn charcoal grill. Don't care what you look like on the outside. When I walk in those doors, I want it to be fan-friendly. I want amenities. I want the nicest of the nice. Couldn't care less about your deco, Roman, whatever you need to make it look good. You know what it needs to look good? When the game's going on. Yeah, game I, day. I actually think that sort of adds to the experience if it's terrible on the outside, yeah. but amazing on the inside. Do you, do you know what Fog Allen looks like on the outside? It looks like one of the buildings that you're going to class in. Literally like. And oh, by the way. That's their basketball <laughs> arena? By the way, they've made it look a lot better over the last oh, quarter century. That's, I was fighting with Bob from Cement yesterday. About this, they've they've gone in there and and spruced it up and done some you know Ugh. renovation projects on the the ex- exterior of Fog Island. All right, um, let's. You guys are cracking me up. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put down the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and uh, we're gonna hit the top five stories of the day, and we're gonna get it all done in the span of seven minutes. Are you ready? You think we can do it? Oh yeah. All right, let's set the timer. It is time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Yeah, there's no way we're going to do this in seven minutes. Too much good stuff. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Boy, how awesome was it to see OU baseball do what they did yesterday. Now, could have done without some of the uh, some of the latter inning pitching, specifically that top of the ninth. But in the end, starting to look a little bit more like the team we expected. Still very early in the season. Sooners improved to seven and five with an. Uh, an 11-6 win over UNLV. This was an 11-0 game heading into the top of the ninth inning. Uh, Gray Harrison was really good. He went four innings, struck out five, did walk three. Sooners were good in relief until the ninth, but got it done. Uh, Who had big hitting games? Easton Carmichael went three for three with three runs batted in. Uh, Bryce Madrin. Two for four with four runs batted in. Spikerman had a hit. Uh, looks like Anthony McKenzie's going to be a dude. So, win column Sooners 
Game over as Oklahoma won 11-6 last night. So here's what the schedule looks like going forward for OU baseball after the win over UNLV last night. Um, and I know, gosh, is, did I hear T-Row, right, that he could be on his way down to Houston to call the games this weekend? That's, that is commitment, my man. So Oklahoma gets the win last night over UNLV. They'll play again this afternoon at 1 o'clock, though. Are we okay weather-wise for the rest of the day today? I kind of think we are, right? 1 o'clock first pitch, unless has anything changed on that first pitch start time for 1 p.m. for OU and UNLV or no? I think we're good. I think we're good. 1 o'clock today for OU, UNLV, and then we're off to Houston, Texas, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Locally, we'll have all these games for you right here on The Ref in Norm. That's uh, 1,400. 99.3 FM, OU UNLV game two after the Sooners won 11-6 last night. And uh, I would assume Taylor Maples on the call. All right, big story number four. Number four. Oh. OU women's basketball is getting set for the Big 12 tournament. The Sooners share the regular season title with Texas, and they will open up action on Friday. That's Friday for Oklahoma in the women's Big 12 tournament. Now, most of you have one major question that you have asked incessantly, and I understand why. Before OU plays uh, at 5 o'clock on Friday night against the winner of Kansas TCU, which probably going to be Kansas, what's up with Maddie Williams? Well, Ginny Bronchek gave an update yesterday on Maddie's injury. Well, um, I can and I can't, so we still don't necessarily know. Uh, we've been given a few different time frames, so I, I know in the next probably 48 hours is is really crucial for us. I can tell you that um, I know she's doing everything she can and she really wants to play. We also are keeping her future in mind for everything. Um, so it's uh, she'll be back at some point. I just don't know when. Well, I think the best part of of that is, you know, Maddie gave the message. You know, we still go and we're still together. And different people stepped up. I mean, Liz Scott fouls out in the third quarter and she could have sat on the bench and felt sorry for herself, but instead she pours into Skylar. She pours into Beatrice. She pours into KJ. She pours into Emma. You know, I feel like when you have that kind of team chemistry and that kind of team cohesion, and even at halftime, when you have Taylor saying, okay, you know, we're down six, like we can still, we can still just continue to like focus every play. We didn't come out thinking, oh my gosh, we have to get it all back in one possession. We didn't, you know, our wheels didn't fall off. We just stayed steady and it was next player up. And when you have chemistry like that, that's player led, uh, you don't have to really say much, but make no mistake. We're better with Maddie. We want Maddie. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's no question. And at the same time, if, if Maddie can't go, uh, somebody's going to step up. And it's not going to be one person. It's going to be all of us. For more information, you whoa, can visit whoa, TulsaWorld.com. Whoa. Tulsa World, thank you. For more information, go to TulsaWorld.com. Hey, where was that from? Tulsa World. <laughs> By the way, TulsaWorld.com, I'll do your social media. Hire me to run the TW Sports Extra Twitter handle. Because I don't know if that's like our traffic that is outsourced. But literally, I woke up to Kelly Hines tweets that I read last night being retweeted into my timeline like this morning from the ORU game. It's like, wait, that was last. What are we doing there? Hire me. I got you guys. I'll do it. Give me the power. 
We'll grow the followers, and we won't be retweeting things from 24 to 48 hours ago. Let's go. We'll get it right on time. So, I don't know what to make of Oklahoma's approach if Maddie can't go, but I do know this. I do know this, Josh. It opens up opportunities for more Skylar Van. It opens up opportunities for more Kennedy Tucker. And, you know, with Van, the scoring is there. With Tucker, the defense is there. So, I think those are the two. Raina Scott ended up playing 12 minutes, and she's really impressive. So, yeah, Maddie, we'll see her availability, but it just, it's no, it doesn't seem like it's very bueno right now for her to play this weekend. Just my my opinion. All right, big story number three. Number three. NBA last night. I, I brought this up, and I wasn't joking. I wasn't being a smart aleck. Did you notice what was back a little bit last night on social media, Josh? Salty Oklahoma Thunder fan. They were like letting Golden State Warrior fans have it. It's great to see. It's like, welcome back. Get it. Out front to Joe for a long angle. That's on the way. And in there, cha-ching a Thunder money ball from 28. Oh, baby, gotta love that stroke. Wasn't done. Jay at the Thunder logo. Drives left into traffic. Gives it up wide left to Joe for a hash mark three-pointer that's online. And in there, cha-ching a Thunder money ball. Oh, baby, what a stroke by Isaiah Joe. Whoa. Hold up here. Hold up here. What's going on? I've never heard him use Oh Baby. I got that trademarked. You'll be hearing from my lawyers, good sir. Actually, I stopped using it because Toby and TJ made fun of it. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's when he decided, oh, yeah. cool, I can sneak right in here. When, and- when, when Toby and TJ started making fun of it, I retired it from use in the, uh, in the softball call. Did they make fun of it because it was close to Oh Mama? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But when it became a skit, I was like, I'm out. That was a good win for OKC last night. They ended up uh, beating the Warriors 137-128. Now, let's keep in mind, this isn't, you know, the Warriors of last year or even the year before. But I am a I'm a big fan of what OKC is doing. And it's not going to be consistent. It's not going to be constant. It's going to be enraging at times. But anything that has gosh, what was the tweet that kept showing up in my timeline? I hope you're I hope you enjoy oh when you tuck your kids in tonight with their Golden State Warriors jersey on. I hope you make sure to let them know that they got beat. I'm like, what <laughs> something along. It was just ridiculous. I'm like, what? Well, welcome back. I like the trash. Comment talk. section is uh, always interesting on on Twitter. Oh. You gotta like at Warriors or OKC Thunder oh, yeah. or whatever. Thunder are now tied along with Portland and New Orleans for the final spot in the play in tournament, but as we've brought up quite often, no one is running away with five, the six, uh, or even for that matter, the I guess the four seeds a little bit more distance because Seattle or Phoenix has won three straight games. But I mean, you're only two and a half games out of the five or the six seed right now if you're OKC. So nice win for the Thunder last night, beating uh, a Golden State team that has lost like seven straight in the row. In a row, now they go on the road tomorrow night. Wait, tonight? Tonight? for a showdown with the Phoenix Suns. That's a quick turnaround. That'll be fun. KD versus OKC, 8 o'clock tonight out in Phoenix. I promise seven minutes for this. We're at nine. Big story number two. Number two. And I feel like I need to table everything from big story number two because where do we even start in the NFL? 
the quarterback craziness has launched. Lamar Jackson. Non-exclusive. But everyone's trying to – since when did we take everyone's report as gospel, right? Well, the Raiders aren't going to be interested, according to Vinny Bonsier. I like Vinny, but he is wrong a lot. Oh, it looks like the um, the Falcons won't be interested. It's like, you're yeah, like two reporters reporting this. And everyone is trying to come up with some sort of collusion on Lamar Jackson. I'm just – when did NFL teams stop making moves that they think – would help them win to prove a point. Yeah. I, Stop. And big mistake for both Vegas and Atlanta, unless you think we're just dead set, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Jackson can have contract negotiations with other teams under the tag. The Ravens can match that or take two first-round picks. Boy, Lamar Jackson would look good in some silver and black. I'll tell you what I would do. I would call Baltimore's bluff. If I was Pittsburgh, I'd – Reach out and start a conversation with him. Absolutely. Love Kenny Pickett. You mean Lamar Jackson any day, I'll take it. But two first-round picks. Pick it in the 25, 26, 27 range. And then if you get Lamar Jackson and you're good, you're in the 30s. I mean, come on. This yeah, is dumb. Two, two first rounds, not that bad for Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, meanwhile, Daniel Jones signed a long-term deal with the Giants' four-year contract. He got paid. And... Aaron Rodgers met with the Jets as they try to bang out a deal to potentially acquire Rodgers from Green Bay. Don't know what to make of it yet. Jordan Love season. But paint me as intrigued. I got a few other NFL things we'll get to later. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I would say not bad. We only missed the mark by four. Um, four minutes, but when we come back, let's get you set for Oklahoma in the Big 12 tournament tonight against Oklahoma State. Porter Moser will talk about the keys to the game coming up next as Oklahoma gets set for the Cowboys right here on The Ref. So tonight, 8.30, allegedly, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State in the second game of the Big 12 tournament. It'll be preceded by West Virginia and Texas Tech. Corey Williams making his debut as the Tech interim head coach. So they get a little extra rooting from the ORU fans. You know, by the way, speaking of ORU, I I apologize to our Golden Eagle fans. I haven't talked enough about how much of a wagon Paul Mills has this year. Holy smokes, that team is really good. In fact, in fact, Josh, I think that I'm, I'm going to say something that might not be very popular right now. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. I think they've got a chance to win a couple games in the tournament again. I don't want anything to do with them. I haven't had a chance to sit and truly watch as many full games, probably like uh, maybe three or four this year. But, man, every time I watch them, they are kicking the absolute ever-loving you-know-what out of their opponent. Why would Why would that upset anyone? Well, I just haven't talked about it enough. I feel like they deserve more love. They've created an awesome home court environment. And there's there's people that are lifers. Also because there's pretty good rivalry between the old Golden Hurricane and the Golden Eagles. And watching them excel while Tulsa stinks, it's not fun for me, Josh. But it's also incredibly rewarding because they're not just beating up on Tulsa. They're beating up on every single team that they play. Uh, let's see. Here's what it sounded like last night as ORU 
ran away with the conference championship. Aismas, right elbow jumper, splash. Max Aismas, 14 points. He's hit only two three-pointers in the game. Yesterday, he became the second all-time leading scorer in the Summit League, third in ORU history. And not only has he scored it tonight, he's distributed it as well. Oh, the final call. The Golden Eagles strolling into a championship here in Sioux Falls. Into Jakari White. He'll hold it in his hands, and that does it. 92-58 the final. Oral Roberts is your undefeated Summit League Tournament champions in 2023. Let's go dancing, fellas. Yeah. I, I think that's Adam. That's Adam, right, on the ORU radio network? I was waiting for the Golden Eagles. I was waiting for him to get a little fired up, and we got it at the end there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no reason to get fired up. They're kicking the snot out of everyone. <laughs> I know. It's not like it was competitive. I understand the situation. Uh, this was uh, this was a little bit more competitive. Point two seconds left. NKU leading by two. He'll run the baseline. He will throw the ball in. Marquez Wark. Horn sounds. Game over. NKU is NCAA tournament bound for the fourth time in the school's history. They do it as the number four seed here in 2023 in Indianapolis, and they will go dancing with the NCAA tournament for the fourth time in this program's 11 years in Division One. The final score here tonight, NKU 63. Cleveland State, 61. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. That um, really was throwing me at the beginning of that because I thought he kept saying KU. In KU? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, and KU. And then one more call from last night before we get to Porter. It's over. The bubble is first because the Cougars just punched their ticket to the big dance. <laughs> <laughs> Play that one more time. Oh, a second. I got to – I, I – Here, Here's my problem is I'm using the Mac. I can't find anything. It's like once I move on to something else, it's gone. Here you go. I found it. Maybe. Wait, hold on. Now why isn't it working? It's over. The bubble is first because the Cougars just punched their ticket to the big dance. <laughs> that accent's awesome. That's great. I love uh, that. Okay, so – here is the updated list of teams that are in the big dance. All right? These are the teams that have clinched their spot and are going dancing. Kennesaw State from the Atlantic Sun. You heard UNC Asheville from the Big South. Charleston, College of Charleston from the CAA. Northern Kentucky from the Horizon League. Drake from the Mo Valley. Fairleigh Dickinson from the Northeast. Uh, Southeast Missouri State from the OVC, Furman from the Southern, then ORU from the Summit, the Louisiana Lafayette Region Cajuns from the Sun Belt, and Gonzaga last night in the West Coast. What you get today, Southland Championship on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock. Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Northwestern State. The Patriot League at 7.30 on CBS Sports Network, Colgate against Lafayette. And Montana State takes on Northern Arizona in the Big Sky. Northern Arizona is 12-22 and 22 on the season and could earn a berth. How about that? There's your updated teams that are in. Now, Oklahoma starts its march tonight. Porter Moser talked about the challenge of the Big 12 in general. So the, the teams that are playing tonight, West Virginia, they beat the ACC winner by 40. Um, we're playing tonight. We beat the SEC winner by 24. That's just crazy. 
Frank Fischella was at our shoot around yesterday. He was just shaking his head. And he was just like, he goes, Porter, he goes, you have five or six quad one wins. You got five wins, I think, against four or five wins against ranked opponents, and you tied for last. And it's like, you tied for last, and we got five ranked opponents, wins against opponents. It is what it is. Um, and we got to get better. We got to get that next step better to, to be in that upper half and, and win it eventually. And that's, that's what our focus is. But our, our main focus, that, that's our focus for recruiting. Our focus for tonight is we're good. We've beaten some of those times. We've beaten teams. We've got to play better against Oklahoma State. We've got to take away their strengths, which we know they've, they've gotten those into the game the first two times. All right, and then finally, keys to a victory. When Porter was on with the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ right here on the ref, what do the Sooners need to do to get that dub over Oklahoma State? You know, we've got to be – connected defensively. I mean, Asbury and John Michael Wright and Bryce Thompson, those three guards all can really, really score and shoot it. Um, and then you got your bigs. You know, you got three of the big shot blockers, Cissé and then the all-league player, uh, Boom. So we've got we to really, um, you know, guard their guards. Can't get them loose and going with some threes. Transition D, but then rebounding. They, they can really rebound with their length. And we can't limit those second chance. We got to limit those second chance points. And for us, offensively, we got to stay confident. You know, they're they're, they're elite defensively. Um, they're they're number one in our league. We've we've got to you know play through some misses, play through some block shots, and then conversely knock down some shots. You know, we we you know, we really got to be able to uh, knock down some shots when they're switching and 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 really going for the sh- block sh- shot. Yeah. Can't wait to listen tonight. Toby and Kevin will be on the call. When they start their pregame show, probably in the middle of the second half between Texas Tech and West Virginia. <laughs> because for some reason, basketball games add like an hour to them when you get into the postseason. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Let's hit your text message. Get it on your excitement, lack of excitement, energy towards Oklahoma in the Big 12 tournament next right here on The Ref. All right. Um, let's hit a couple of these Air Conference Solutions texts, shall we? By the way, just one follow-up that I was cracking up about is the amount of people that wanted to get mad. And and by the way, Lou Frew brought up a really good point. Uh, say no to a toaster, butter your bread, put it in a toaster oven, and broil the top side only. I've always had oven toast. This is also how the British like their toast. And some people were like really mad. It's like, don't you know that there's other? Yes, I understand there's other toasters where you can like set your bread in and you don't put it up and down, but it would still melt, still get in there. And who still has one of those toasters? Yeah. Last time I saw it was at Grandma's house back in like 1989. We're talking conventional toaster that most people would have. Most people would have. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about one of those, it's basically an oven (laughs) at that point. You know, the toasters that those people are talking about. What about an air fryer? You know what? I don't have an air fryer. I've learned that if you don't have an air fryer and you're around someone that does have one. You're basically a loser. You're a loser and just wait about two seconds and they'll ask you if you have one or not. And then they'll tell you all the great recipes they're able to. Oh, I can cook this in the air fryer. Bro, you don't have an air fryer? Has South Park done an episode on an air not fryer yet? yet? Not yet. They they need to do that. That's it's, like tailor made for them. The, the air fryer bit kind of falls in the same line as the CrossFit bit. It's like, how do you know somebody does CrossFit? Just wait five minutes and they'll tell you. You know, how do you know someone has an air fryer? Just wait three minutes and they'll tell you. 
What you guys have for lunch today? I don't know. Probably a sandwich. That chicken nuggets. Is CrossFit. Made in my air fly, fryer. Is CrossFit good for you? Your call's next. <laughs> uh, but my point is, for everyone that's like, not an issue in a toaster oven, no big. Yeah, it is. It, it, it doesn't toast it right. It's soggy in the middle. Come on, people. Fatties unite. All right, anyway, we're not getting bogged down on this. We have too many other good texts. Um, and Gutty, of course. Of course, Gutty, you have an air fryer to do garlic bread. All right, no, no, we're not doing this. That's T-Rose bit when we talk about food. Still one of the greatest lines in the history of this radio station when Porter Moser said, I am infatuated with how many people are infatuated with your eating habits and what you want to eat. Um, I, I want to push back on this a little bit from the 214. The BOK Center in Tulsa doesn't look like much on the outside, but that's one of the best things to happen to Tulsa downtown. Tulsa's a fun place now. Okay. It wasn't built to not look like anything on the outside. When they built that BOK Center, they built it to have some sort of Art Deco feel to it. Go, I was there. I was doing radio every day for years. We pushed and pushed. People pushed back, and they fought us. There was um, – there was an attempt back when I started in radio in 1998 to build a downtown arena, and they had all these different phases of improvement they wanted to make for the city. And it got voted down, and it got voted down. And everyone's just like, we don't need a downtown arena, we're fine. I don't need this X. Ex- and then all of a sudden, they build the BOK Center, and what does it become? An integral piece of the Tulsa community. Downtown Tulsa, you guys know this, um... And it still kind of is in certain areas, but it was after five o'clock on Friday. I mean, you left Phil, Phil Tower or BOK Center, wherever you worked, and you didn't come back to downtown. Now, over the last 20 years, it's become the place. And I just, I'm not trying to push you one way or the other, University North Park anti advocates, but. A lot of the same things that people complain about with North Park, the things that people complained about with the BOK Center, and now it's become an essential piece of the Tulsa community, period. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it it was built to look pretty on the outside, just so you know. <laughs> at the time? <laughs> at the time. And, and you might say, well, it's not much to look at. Well, it was supposed to be. Um, here's one. A renovation of the LNC could absolutely work, writes Jeff in the LNC. Are in the DFW. <laughs> he could be in the LNC. He's in the LNC. LNC. Or they're in spirit. There's a ton of space to the south of the LNC practice facilities where they could build a new arena connected to the practice spaces and tear down the LNC when the new arena is done or keep the LNC as a conference space. I don't yeah, that's kind of a weird area, right? When you when you think about just where the LNC is and that side road, I'm trying to do this off memory, that side road that um, would take you to the rugby field and the rowing facility. Are you talking right? about Imhoff? No, 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 no. Imhoff would go right in front of it by the baseball stadium. There's like this. Oh, ra- yeah, 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 yeah. It's like something. The The name of it is fairly random. It's like George Stepanopoulos Drive or something like that. Stepanopoulos. That's correct. <laughs> but it's literally, it's there's nothing on the other side of that by the LNC. So that that's interesting. Um, Joe, from I don't know how we got into this. I think it was our two. Joe from Guthrie writes, I know it's not popular, but I think the LNC is really cool. It's unique how you walk down into the seats. Yeah, 
It needs a facelift, but I think it's cool. It needs – you know what it needs, though, is just to be totally redone from the, the seating bowl down. Yeah. The bottom section of the arena should have bathrooms. It should have its own set of concessions. And probably it needs – I don't know – to do all of that – 3,000 less seats, or you just arrange it in a way to where it stays at 10, 12, but it's just got more of the bells and whistles. Cole gets us in another direction. He writes, I know it's a while till SEC schedules need to be planned, but I was wondering something. I go to the Big 12 tourney every year and go to OU games in Lawrence and Manhattan. Outside of two-hour drives to Columbia and Fayetteville, do you think there will be many opportunities to see the Sooners once they're in the SEC. Yeah, that is a that is a bit of a drawback, right? I think drivable places, College Station, Austin, Columbia, Fayetteville. I've driven to Auburn before, and I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> it's a really, really long drive. That, that's why I can't believe how many Oklahoma fans with this permanent opponents thing Oh, we've, it's going to open the door to recruiting Florida. What, OU's already recruiting Florida well. Yeah, so now yeah. you got to have the oh, the Gators as a permanent opponent. It's great. Yeah, but it, it really doesn't make that much sense. And Arkansas and A&M all along would have been better permanent opponents than either Missouri or Florida. And yet now we're married to this idea that it's Texas, Missouri, and Florida as permanent opponents, which honestly I'm pretty disappointed about. I'm too. I'm too. But, yeah, you're not going to – I mean, I love to drive everywhere, dude. I drive everywhere I possibly can. I was even trying to find a way, Josh, to drive to Ohio for softball. That's how much I hate flying. But in the end, it just – you're going to have to spend a little extra money on flights is the reality. Unless, unless you are just like me – and we can caravan, or if Toby gets the RV deal done, like Norman, Oklahoma to Auburn is a 12-and-a-half-hour drive. And trust me, as someone who has taken that drive, I feel like it's a little bit longer than 12-and-a-half hours. Uh, to Tuscaloosa. Norman to Tuscaloosa, 10 hours and 43 minutes. So, I, again, there's going to be tougher road trips. It's not your four, four-and-a-half, five-hour drives. But it is, in my opinion, going to be well worth it. Final break. Back to wrap up the Plank Show with a couple of other keys for me to tonight's OU-OSU game right here on The Wrap. No offense, Gunny, but this might be the most one-sided poll we've ever had in the history of this show. Uh, 94% say no. No! They don't toast or butter their toast before they put it in the toaster. Do you think it's weird that, like, I would grill my toast? No, not at all. Kendall seemed to think that that was very strange. Kendall's got a unique palate, I think, based on some of his takes. True Sooner. He's got an interesting worldview. Uh, You get the last word, my man. What's going on, True? How the heck are you? I've had a couple of Chris Plank old man moments in the last couple of weeks. Oh, I've been living it. I've I've been fortunate enough to speak to Sophia Nugent um, a couple weeks ago, and I told her when she walks up to the plate they need to play Cat Scratch Fever by Ted Nugent. And what do you think she said? Who's that? Who's Ted Nugent? Yeah, who's Ted yeah. Nugent? Yeah, yeah. and no and then the other one was well, the other one was I asked uh, I asked Kenzie Hansen, you know I said hey, you've been hitting the ball so well I said did you have you been eating your Wheaties over the summer and she said 
Board of Readings. Oh my so, no, she didn't. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's, wow. that's been real tough. I've been I've been trying I've been struggling with that. But anyway, so this Lloyd Noble thing, real quick, just to put into perspective how old this place is. Elvis Presley and Andy Gibb opened the place. Both R.I.P. Wait, is Andy Gibb yeah. still with us? Nope. No, R.I.P. No, he, he, over, he overdosed about 20 years ago or something. Wow. So, yeah. You want to really so, feel old? It was almost 40. Uh, year, it was almost 40 years ago when he overdosed. Oh, <laughs> and, was it really? Was 1988. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's 35. Yeah, That's pretty close. And, and, and he and he was the, he was the baby brother, by the way. That's right. Of, of the Gibb brother. Yeah, I watched a yeah. documentary on them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. But anyway, no, this this Lloyd Noble thing, man. We just got to get it going, man. I mean, it, you, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, how old that play? I mean, it's just time to. And and the thing about it is, don't we have any pride? I mean, these other schools are building new. You know, they, they've built two since we have. Well, I'll say this: you know, so. if you don't, if you don't think something needs to be done, go to the Moody Center. And then you'll come away and go, go, all right, you got to top that. See you, True. Have a great sure, day. have a good one. See you, buddy. Victoria Principal broke up with Andy Gibb, sent him into a downward spiral of drugs and depression. Poor guy. R.I.P. Josh, have a great day. Hey, you too, my friend. We'll be- and, and to the ref army. I hope you all have a, a wonderful course. day. Steel Man and Thune at noon or next. We'll see you tomorrow.